You know, we are told in the scripture, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. And uh, there are many reasons why we assemble. But one of the reasons is this, that God is creating a ruling body, a governmental body. God is creating through us what we can do collectively, we cannot do as individuals. The collective authority of the gathered body of Christ carries something that you as an individual cannot carry. And so there's certain things that can only transpire through the authority of the corporate people of God assembled, unified in spirit and releasing their faith fully that cannot happen at any other time. So this is not just a uh, nostalgic gathering for us to, you know, sing kumbaya songs and have a nice warm feeling. It is for the administration of the kingdom of God. And I'm praying right now, I'm going to share one scripture here. I'm praying right now that we would begin to understand the responsibility of what we have as the body of Christ. You know, it says in another place that we are able ministers of the covenant. We are the administrators of the covenants of God. We are the ones that are meant to execute the provisions of that covenant for those that don't believe and for those that are less mature than us. Do you know that that is your responsibility? Every single one of us, this is what we're coming into. Why? Because we are being trained to rule and reign with Jesus Christ forever. Let me read this to you. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. The context is uh, somebody who is backslidden, but more than backslidden, they're in overt sin, uh, bringing disrepute upon the body of Christ. And this is what Paul says to them about this guy. It says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, don't be, don't be concerned. We're not going to be delivering anybody over to Satan this morning. But what I want to just point out that there is an execution of governmental authority that only happens when they're gathered. So he says, listen, when you are gathered together, then you have the authority to move in this and do this. Now, he says something other, I'll add something quite mystical. He says, when you are gathered together with my spirit. You mean, Paul, you're not going to be there, but your spirit's going to be there? Like, how does that work? Is that, Laura, sorry, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I'm giving you the thumbs up. I'm with you. I support you. I think it was more actual than that. I think there was a reality of the administration, of the crossing over of geography and time that we don't really fully understand. When Paul uses this language, it's not meant to be sort of just foggy, mystical, enigmatic in that sense. He's talking about something authentic, something real. My spirit, when you gather, will be with you. But the last thing he says here, he says you must act. There's, a, there's an administration of something. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we would come into our place 
as individuals that are part of the government of God on the face of the earth. We are your sons and daughters. We are kings and priests. We are the ones that will rule and reign with Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that we will come into our role as sons of the Most High. Father, we want to stop thinking about the privileges that will come to us after we die and go to heaven, and we want to start operating as your sons and daughters right now. Father, teach us what this means when you said, as he is, so are we now in this world. The Apostle John wrote that inspired by the Holy Spirit. As he is now, so are we in this world. There is an... There is an administration, there is by extension an authority of the sons of God on the earth that we haven't yet, we have not yet fully comprehended. So, Father, take us today, however you want us to prophesy, however you want us to release our faith, however you want us to expand the influence of your kingdom here on earth, we pray in the name of Jesus. Let it be done. Let's worship him today and respond to his spirit. You know, there are different, there are different graces that come at different moments. And I feel like this morning is one of those moments where God is asking us to put our foot down. And it's like uh, when, uh, you know, Israel was being commanded to march around Jericho. And the command was, uh, it's like the, the promise to Abraham, every, every place on which your foot will tread, I've given it to you. And so as they were walking around, there was something that was growing in them. There was a, something, there was an, a sense of, of domination. There was a sense of accomplishment. There was a sense that they were walking out the manifestation of the kingdom of God. And I believe this morning... God is wanting us to put our foot down. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And some, you know, I know some of us are waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for a presence to come over us to convince us that something is true. But, you know, you, faith is a decision that you make. You believe the word of God. You believe. And I, in, the, in prayer here this morning, I was saying there's something that kids come to at a certain place of maturation where they're suddenly not afraid anymore when they can't see their mothers. And what happens is they, they realize the permanence of objects. They realize that just because I can't see something doesn't mean it ceases to be. And that fear that grips them when suddenly mom goes around the corner and is out of sight is, is the fear that mom no longer exists because they do not have the sense of the permanence of the reality of certain things. And God is trying to bring us over a threshold concerning his presence, concerning the administration of his power in our lives to get us to the place where we actually believe without having to be coaxed into believing, without somebody having to provide for us an atmosphere to present Jesus to us all the time. Now, evangelists do that for the unsaved because the unsaved have no capacity to experience Jesus, so we bring the gospel in order to say, no, he's real, here is the evidence. But now that you are believers, you are called to believe and to, to act as though that is true, even if you don't feel it. 
But sometimes when we're discouraged, God will cause somebody else's faith to help you feel something in order to give you boldness. But that's not his real intent. His real intent is that you believe in the permanence of his authority, his presence, his love, no matter what the ups and downs of your life may be. And right now, I feel many of us are being affected by the circumstances, the ups and downs. A lot of it is around your performance as a Christian, whether you've had a great week, whether you've done what you think you should have done as a Christian. Listen, God's presence on the earth is not dictated by your perfection. It's dictated by his desire to manifest his presence in your life. So in Jesus' name, 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 every place. Your foot will tread in Jesus' name, 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 in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 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 Listen, your, your voice matters. Your declaration matters. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The earth is going to be filled with living water, but it's going to come from the innermost being of believers. Spring up a well. There's a well inside of you. There's a river inside of you. And it comes out of the conviction that you are a child of God. Your spirit is one spirit with God's spirit. And when you say in Jesus' name, it's like Jesus saying in Jesus' name. You are one. You are one. You are one. We refuse to be passive. We refuse to be dormant. We refuse to be doormats for the works of the enemy. This is our country. This is our city. This is our province. Come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me pause here for a second. The scripture talks about Elijah. He said, God, Elijah was a man with like passions as you. Who is you? Put up your hand if that's you. Do you have like passions as Elijah? 
Now, not everybody lifted up their hand. So, uh, is there somebody here who doesn't have like passions? Everybody lift up your hand. This is a, this is a, you know, participation kind of thing. All right. I have like passions as Elijah, but he said, Elijah prayed, and there was no rain for three years. And then it said he prayed, and there was rain. Do you know what there's no mention of in there? You know what there's no mention? God. There's no mention of God. There's no mention that, you know, we know that he was submitted to God, but there's no mention that this, well, you know, I'm waiting for God to tell me whether I should do this or not do that. It doesn't say anything about that. It says Elijah was a man of like passions, and he, say, he prayed this way, and it happened, and he prayed this way. Why does the, why does the biblical writer write that way? Because he's saying, listen, God is looking for people to rule and reign. We're always looking for permission. We're always looking. You know what? Every time something happens in the spirit, it's because somebody on earth made it happen. Do you know that heaven is waiting for something on earth to happen in order for heaven to respond? Heaven's already ready. Everything that's necessary for life and godliness is already provided. God is looking for people who can step up with the boldness and the confidence that they are sons of God to say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When we are young, other people make a way for us. But as we grow, we start doing things for ourselves. That's what spiritual maturity is about. And right now, I want to break off of you. I want to break off you that spiritual poverty mindset that says, you know, I, I, I have to wait. I have to wait. I'm not sure if I'm allowed. We are not children anymore. Now, some of us are, but we're in a one-room schoolhouse. But I'm speaking to those that God is calling to step through. We, we are waiting for revival as though it's being decided in heaven. It's not being decided in heaven. It's being decided on earth. If two or more will agree on earth as touching anything, I will do it. Hello? If two or more will agree on anything, I will do it. If any two will agree, I will do it. You see, when revival comes, it's because somebody caused the heavens to open. The church has been like, uh, like these puddles of mud. We were golfing the other day, and we drove through this old puddle. And uh, when the, the cart behind us drove through it, it was the most putrid body of water I'd ever smelled. It followed us for nine holes because the water was so stagnant, so rotten. But how did it get there? It came because there was rain. At one point, there was fresh water, and it flowed, and it pooled in there. Most churches are old, stagnant pools of water left over from once upon a time when there was rain. And, we're, and, and everybody's gathered, waiting. when's the rain going to come? When's the rain going to come? When's the rain going to come? And Jesus is saying to us, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. We don't have to wait for the rain. But even then, just like Elijah, we can pray for the rain. Come on, we got to snap out of this passivity. It's, it's like we are hypnotized. It's like we are dulled in our thinking. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God, the presence of God is with you. In Jesus' name. Your voice matters. Hey. How many of you here know your own name? You know your name? Let me hear it. Just shout your name for a moment. 
Okay, in scripture, when Gideon was called to defeat the Midianites, he stood on the hill, he held up a sword, and he yelled, not the sword of the Lord, and then stopped. He yelled, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. I want us all now just to put up our hand, and I want us to yell, the sword of the Lord and of, and then add your name on the end. All right, let's do it. The sword of the Lord and of Jim. Let's do it again. The sword of the Lord and of Jim. Hallelujah. This is the time all around the room where you need to be prophesying over your life. It's, the Bible says we prophesy in proportion to our faith. You are prophecy is the utter declaration of the will of God. And you already know what the will of God is if you've been in the scripture. You can begin by simply speaking what is the plenary word of God, what is plainly already revealed in the scripture. God has decided that I should have life and life and more abundantly. Now begin to speak what that means. What does that mean for your work? What does that mean for your children? Does that mean you should die of cancer? Does that mean you should live in fear concerning genetically what is coming upon you because your grandmother and your grandmother's grandmother had it? Or do you have another destiny? That's what you do right now. Begin to prophesy over your life. I declare in Jesus' name, my children and my children's children will be taught of the Lord. I declare in Jesus' name, our lives will be lives lived for the glory of God. You will pour out your spirit. You will pour out your spirit over me. You will pour out your knowledge over me. You will pour out the spirit of revelation over me. You will pour out the spirit of revelation over my wife and over my children and over my parents and over my siblings and over my grandparents. You will pour out your glory. 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 Ah! You will send out laborers. You are the Lord of the harvest. And you will send out laborers. You will send out laborers into the harvest. You will send out laborers into Spruce Grove. You will send out anointed vessels. Ah! Pour it out, God. It says that all of creation is waiting for the sons of man to take their place. And so here I am, I take my place, and I declare over Spruce Grove the will of the Lord. I declare over Stony Plain the will of the Lord. I declare over my family, I declare the will of the Lord. I declare that you will serve God all the days of your life. I declare that you will not have wasted days. I declare over my husband that his business will flourish, that he will have ideas from the kingdom of heaven, that the kingdom of heaven will come to earth because the sons of man took their place. And so I take my place. We as a church, we take our place. We stand our ground. We declare the kingdom of heaven. We declare the kingdom of heaven with great authority. Father, Father, I declare unity, unity in this body, unity in this province, unity in this country. I declare life in Jesus' name. I declare life. I declare health. 
I declare wholeness. I declare purity. Father, we love your judgments. We love your light. We love your presence. We love who you are. And we come into alignment with who you are, with the fullness of who you are, the lion and the lamb, with all facets of who you are. We bow down to that. Listen, I'm asking different people to pray. You don't have to be led to pray. You don't have to have a special anointing. You are children of God. The spirit of Elijah is come to prepare the way. Who are we preparing the way for? We are preparing the way for the Lord. Why the spirit of Elijah? Because again, Elijah represents one who is a man who stood in the earth as a representative of God and did the things that previously only God could do. This is what we are as joint heirs. This is what we are as sons and daughters. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We don't have to feel presumptuous in doing this. Yeah, you can go beyond your faith, so don't go beyond your faith. Pray what's in the realm of your faith. Pray what you can believe for, but declare it. Use the faith that you have. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We declare the emergence of a mature body. We declare that the incubation rooms are emptying in Jesus' name. The preschool rooms are emptying in Jesus' name. Believers are emerging. They believe and they act in Jesus' name. We declare the emergence of prophets and teachers, evangelists and pastors. We declare the emergence of apostles. We declare the emergence of the everyday Christian believer. We declare the emergence of a common people moving in power. We declare signs and wonders in neighborhoods. We declare dreams and visions in strange places. We declare in Jesus' name that you're getting out of the box that you're getting into the homes, you're getting into the schools, you're getting into the workplaces in new ways, in small ways, in seed ways. And we declare blessing on the seed, blessing on the seed in Jesus' name. And we look at the economy and we say that the economy belongs to the Lord. We are one step away from an eruption in the economy, one step away one word from God changes everything. God, there is nothing to fear because you are present. We lift our eyes, we look to the hills and we say, there you are. You are near at hand and not far off. God, our deliverance is at hand. The people are rising. Prayer is advancing. We believe, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe.
Now listen, listen to me. We're going to keep going with this because this is the sermon. This is the ministry. This is the training. You know, some of us here in the room have been subject to a kind of a witchcraft over the last few weeks, and it's dulled your senses. I felt it myself coming back from Hong Kong. But you know what? It is trying to keep me in a smaller place, but I don't have to listen to that. In the same way, I don't have to listen to my feelings. I don't have to wait until I feel like worshiping God to worship God. You know, when you go to work, do you always feel like going to work? Does your boss expect you to work even if you don't feel like it? Yeah, your feelings are superfluous. They are, they are incidental. They are not even a part of the equation. Jesus is going to have his way. He's going to have a people. And the truth is, your voice, what you do with your tongue, says in James, steers the ship that is your body, steers the ship that is your life. And so you begin by speaking where you want to be. You don't just sit there passively and let that, that thing hover over you and say, well, I hope this goes away one day. I hope this depression, I hope this, this, this passivity, I hope this, uh, you know, thing will lift off of me. Remember when that guy prayed for me and uh, suddenly I was better? I want that to happen again. God does that to show you it can be done. But eventually, he wants you to just start doing it. So he pulls back some of the helps in order that you just do it. And some of us just slip into a, a coma, a spiritual coma. And God is saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to have an army of people who are motivated for, from the life of God with him, who know who they are. I'm not waiting for a feeling to come over me. I feel the opposition, and that's, that makes me stand up. No, I will not be controlled by depression. I will not be controlled by hopelessness. I will not be controlled by fear. I am not going to be goaded into that narrow path that the enemy wants me to go with. And I don't even care what kind of a successful week you have. Some of you are under shame. Some of you feel like, well, I didn't read my Bible. I sinned. I swore. Get out of there. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. He will have dominion. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you plucked me out of the river of hell. Lord Jesus, you, you brought life and light to my life, Lord Jesus. I just break off that pattern of alcoholism that has come through my family, Lord Jesus. I break that off, Lord Jesus. I stand in that gap, Lord Jesus. And my children, I say, you do not receive this. You do not receive this lie, this lie that comes through. This, 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 this lie that has to be put to the ground, Lord Jesus. And I say your life, 
Your life will rule and reign in our family, Lord Jesus. Raise up, raise up, Lord Jesus. I just say you will interrupt my children's lives. Lord, you will intervene. You will touch them, Lord Jesus, with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, and to their children and to their children, Lord. I no longer want to sit by here, Lord Jesus. I want to claim your name. I want to claim your victory, Lord, your overcoming spirit, Lord Jesus. Holy Father, take my family. They are yours. They are yours. I no longer want to sleep. I no longer want to slumber, Lord. I want to proclaim your name on high. Lord, I want to proclaim your name, Lord Jesus. I want to shout it from the rooftops, Lord. I don't want to quietly sit by and say, my salvation is mine, Lord. I want to shout it. Lord, there are the weary, the broken, the confused, the lonely. They're out there now. Lord, I don't want to wait anymore, Lord Jesus. I want to proclaim your name to all those I know, Lord Jesus. The ones that I've walked by too far, too often, Lord. And I just interrupt my life. Interrupt my life, Lord Jesus. So that I'm called by your Holy Spirit to set the oppressed free, to visit the prisoners, clothe the naked. Lord, loose the chains. Oh, Lord, you have divine appointments every day in my life, and yet I've walked by them. I've dismissed them. I've discounted them, Lord Jesus, because they didn't fit my way. So now, Lord, I say, and I stand before my body here, Lord, and I say, Lord, interrupt my life interrupt my life lord jesus so that i will cross that room i will cross that street lord to the brokenhearted to the confused and the needy lord jesus that i would start to do that lord jesus and i pray lord that you would affect my children in this way lord jesus that there would be a boldness lord you say come to my throne with boldness where your power lies your grace your mercy lord jesus and fill and fill my family and fill my children lord jesus with your boldness that we no longer sit by wake up wake up we are going to wake up we are going to wake up in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name lord dim the lights of the things that have attracted us that mean nothing lord we want to be attracted to you, Lord Jesus. Holy Father. Lord Jesus, I repent of the things that have distracted me, Lord Jesus, that have taken me in a different direction than what you have said. So, Holy Father, we come to your light in Jesus' name. Sometimes, you know... There's a sentiment in the room, and I can feel it at times, well, you know, that's not the way I pray. I'm more of a peace of God kind of pray. I'm a, you know, lounger in the spirit, and, you know, and I want to invoke an atmosphere of peace. I want you to know that the Prince of Peace was the one who commanded with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. It's the occasion that determines the tone not your preference, not your style. 
Do you hear what I'm talking about? When somebody's about to kidnap your child and they're, they're three feet away from a, a blackened out, you know, windowed van and they're going to haul him off, uh, you know, what, what's your tone? What's your tone? Uh, ex excuse me, I don't believe that child belongs to you. There, there, is a, there is a tone of authority that comes because the moment demands. And when the thief is stepping over the line and stealing from you, you use a tone that's appropriate to the occasion, not what you're comfortable with. You know, because a lot of that has to do with pride. Is I don't, you know, I'm not sure this is real, and therefore, you know, you guys praying like it's real. I'm hard to enter into that. I want to, I want to dial it back to something, you know, that is less takes less of me. All of you is what's necessary. All of you, all of you, all of you. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we could be a people who say, Your kingdom come. Father, we see this enemy that's creeping up into our lives. We see this thief that's coming to steal and kill and destroy. We will not be quiet, we will not be passive. In Jesus' name, we will not let our city go. We will not let this nation go. Hey, in Jesus' name, we declare the purposes of God. We'll come to pass. Let's sing this prophetically. Listen, let's pause here for a second. Let's pause here for a second. This is a teaching moment. I'm feeling, I'm feeling something in the spirit here where it's almost like we are, we are trying to be stylish. It's, it's almost like we want to cultivate a certain, let's tie this off nicely with some kind of aesthetically pleasing, I don't know what. This is not about aesthetically pleasing. This is about tapping in. We have this default cycle where we kind of, we quietly want to wind something down to, to I don't know, this, this nice kind of ballad, the way you would end a ballad. This is not a ballad. This is a war song. This is an unending, this is a river that flows that we are tapping into. It doesn't stop flowing. We are not following this out into the desert where it becomes less and less and less and less, and then it's a dribble. Okay? This is a river. 
and you have a river inside of you. And what we're trying to bring a connection to is the intensity of the atmosphere in the room is not somehow mystically dictated by the will of God as falling down from heaven, you know, millions of miles away or whatever we're thinking. It is dictated by what you decide to release right now. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. What, we, what we're trying to do, it's almost like we, our emotion runs out. And so, you know, we had a, well, I was stimulated by that song, but, but, you know, we've done the song a couple times, and it's wearing thin on me right now. What does this have to do with anything? We are doing something. Do you understand? It's not the singing of the song until I'm tired of the song. It's an outcome. It's, it's connecting what's happening on earth with what's happening in heaven. And that river does not cease to flow. And what services are is not this nice little package of aesthetically pleasing music to bring us to a place of contemplative thought and feeling, and then we wrap it up nicely with an exhortation and a poem. That, that is finished. That is done. We are not doing that anymore. Somebody else may do it somewhere. We're not doing that because this God is establishing a river in the earth, and we're just turning on the valves. If you had to wait every time you wanted a drink of water for that, 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 that faucet to magically come on before you could drink, you would starve or you would, you would die of thirst. We learn to turn it on and we learn to turn it off. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. We are not dishonoring the Holy Spirit by realizing his spirit is in us and his spirit is one with my spirit. Do, you, do we get that? His spirit is not another spirit. His spirit is one with your spirit. You, your spirit, and his spirit are one. Come on. His spirit and your spirit are one. The authority that's in his spirit is right now in your spirit. So what you say, what you say... What you believe, what you release, will change the atmosphere of your life. In Jesus' name, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it open. 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 Let it open. of heaven oh, so I just I, I want to pray but I want to say something because when I hear this song here sometimes we say let it rain I don't know where your mind goes when you say that but where my mind and my heart go is, Father, I pray that you would release your plans and your purposes on the earth. I pray that the beauty of the Lord would be released on the earth. I pray that the creative spirit of God would be released on the earth. I pray that the salvation of the Lord would be released on the earth. I, there's one more thing I want to say. I really feel that there's something about communication. There are those in this body who are amazing communicators. And there are those who feel that sometimes 
I don't communicate well unless I have a microphone in my hand, and I've said that too much and too often. So God, if you're having problem with communication, especially about the Lord, I want you to just raise your hand, and I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that God, that you would release in us this body an amazing communication of your grace to the world, Lord. An amazing communication of the purpose of your salvation. God, open our mouths. Open my mouth, God, to declare you to my neighbors, Lord. Open my mouth, God, to declare you to the world, oh God. The people that I come in contact with every day, I step forward and I say, God, I want a new communication with you, God. I want to be able to release my heart to you first and foremost, God. I want to be honest with you. I want to be forthright. I don't want to hide anymore, God. I want to just be able to declare the Lord the way he wants me to declare his name. And I thank you for that, God. I just thank you that you would answer this prayer this morning, that you would help us, Lord that you would help us in this area, everyone who struggles with this, Lord, that you would help us. And we just declare your name right now. You're an amazing, amazing God. And we love you, Lord. We lift our voice to you, God. And we say we love you, Lord. We appreciate you, God. We love your salvation. We love your healing power. We love the flow of the Holy Spirit. We love you, God. We love you. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, that's, a, that's such a great prayer. That's such a great emphasis because a part of what we're trying to do here is each of you become a vessel. Each of you become a voice. What we've done in the past is we, uh, we delegate all of our authority away. And this is increasingly happening politically in our land. This is what communism is about. Communism and socialism is the takeover of the people's power and the centralizing of that power into less and less people. And uh, the, the plan of the kingdom is that individuals use their authority. And one of the things we do in the church is we, well, I'm not as good a communicator as so-and-so, so I won't try to do that. Instead, I'll just bring people to church. But eventually, you get, well, my church is too weird, so I won't even bring people there. Uh, if that's the case, then become a better communicator. Because you know what? The, the message of uh, the philosophies of this earth are unashamedly being, ex being uh, uh, preached every day around water coolers and, and uh, lunchrooms and in offices and uh, uh, in, in the yards. And wherever work is being done, the philosophies of this demonic system of the kingdom of darkness are being spouted at a, at a ground level. By individual. They just believe them and they spout what they believe. All right? We need to begin to spout what we believe. Never mind trying to do it perfectly. Just start doing it. Well, you know, my, my pastor's a better speaker. We'll bring people to church and let... No, it, that may be uh, an option, but this is not for that. Your life is for that. Your life is uh, to be out there as an evangelist to the people that you touch every day. This is for training. So that when you can be out there, you can begin to put it into practice and do it. You hear what I'm saying? We're not looking for a great evangelism program. We're not looking for the next, you know, heaven's gates, hell's flames. You know, in order to, what we're looking for is an army of people who can do this stuff. That's why I exhort you, lift up your voice. 
Because the kingdom of God is going to be released from a people who know that the kingdom of God is within them. Not just from a few of us, from all of us. Yeah, but I don't do it as well as so-and-so. So eat the humble pie and do it anyway. If your kids, if you never let them help you bake until they could bake well, would they ever bake? No. So you got to let them do it poorly. You got to do what this, this thing poorly. So don't let pride dictate you. Well, you know, I don't have the words. I don't have the, the I don't have the, so. Do you see what you're doing when we honor pride in our lives? I'm just going to, I just want to do what I do well. This behavior here is fundamentally across the board essential for every believer. You believe and you must speak. That is fundamental to your salvation. It's fundamental to the release of the kingdom of God. You believe and you speak. You believe and you speak. You believe and you speak. This is practice for that. Not for you to come and listen to others and see how well they do. Are you, are you catching this? The kingdom of God that's going to be brought by generation is by a people who assume the responsibility to communicate the kingdom where they live. And it starts with words. It doesn't end with words. It ends with all kinds of acts of obedience, but it begins with words. Are your words powerful? Are they getting more powerful? Are you becoming a sharp sword of the word of the Lord? articulating with faith something that blesses people around you. That's the goal of God in all of our lives. Say amen. Somebody say, my words are becoming more powerful. And my sword is becoming more effective. My prayers are becoming more powerful. Listen to this out of Psalm 115. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The earth he has given to the children of men. Who is that? Who is it? God is doing something so powerful in us, in this body. We're going to take over. Our prayers are going to become effective and powerful because God is teaching us how to pray. Now, what if your next breakthrough was dependent on your ability to praise? Because I assure you this day that it is. Your next breakthrough is absolutely dependent on your ability to praise. For the earth he has given to the sons of men, 
How do we overcome? We begin with praise. We end with praise. We lift up a sound of praise. We worship as if our very life depended on it because it actually does. So begin now, even in your awareness, to know that things are shifting, things are changing. A heart of worship God cannot deny. His place in the earth, His destiny over nations, His destiny over families, his destiny over this body, released as we praise and as we worship. Now, if we could this morning, it is time to lift our faith for our kids. How many people have kids that are running? How many people have kids that are needing to be brought back? Needing to worship Jesus. Could we as a body issue a cry, issue a call into the spirit? A stake that we could pound into the ground and say at this moment in time, we hinge our faith, we bind our faith together. We bind our faith to a king who hears our prayers. And when we come together in agreement and we declare, it shall be done. And so this day we lift up a cry. As you have given us authority in the earth, as you have given us the authority to pray and to decree, we say over our kids, return. In Jesus' name, return. In Jesus' name, return. In Jesus' name, return. Come on, lift it up. Lift it up. You cannot run any longer. One of the greatest misconceptions is that we have free will. Some of you are like, what? If we were to issue a cry into the spirit, into the realm of God, and make a declaration in faith, do you know that even the unsaved cannot resist God? 
So go ahead and run if you think you must. But a call has been issued into the realm of the spirit and you shall return. You shall return. You shall return. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. This is one area where God is teaching us to rule is in our families. To declare things that shall be, not to accept them as they are. And as we begin to rule and reign in our families, God will extend our authority to cities, to nations to rule and to reign and to declare from a heavenly perspective destiny of nations. We must no longer accept what we can see in the natural, what we can see with our eyes. It is time to, to see with heavenly perspective and to issue decrees into the spirit. This nation shall worship God. This nation shall know their God. This nation shall return. We issue a cry to return. To return. To return. In Jesus' name, return. Return to God and worship Him alone. Hallelujah. So now we begin to just bless God. Just bless him for who he is. Bless him for the work that he has done. And bless him for the work that he is doing. And bless him for all that he will do. We bless you, Jesus. Release your sound into the earth. We bless you, Jesus. So, Father, we want to thank you that you have given us an opportunity to be co-rulers with you, joint heirs. And we pray, I pray right now, that like no other generation, we will submit to the training to do this and be this in our generation. Lord, you said my house will be a house of prayer. Father, we made it a house of everything else. But, Father, I pray uh, you would teach us to pray. Lord, you didn't voice much uh, disappointment with the disciples.
Well, maybe you did. But when you said, could you not wait with me one hour, that was perhaps the greatest disappointment you had. That in the moment of the greatest opposition, nobody stood with you. Lord, may that never be the case for us. May we stand for our nation, for our city, for our brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen?